Welcome to Foundation Christian Church. We're glad that you're joining us for today's message. For service times or to join a disciple group, please visit foundationcitrusheights.com. If you need a, a, a copy of God's Word, uh, Glenn is willing to pass them out. We use the New Living, uh, the New Living Version, right? So if you want that, and so I'm going to be making references of, of page numbers in that version of this book. So if you want insider information, that's how that works. So I'm going to, I'm going to read a few scriptures, and I, I want to tell you in advance, we're going to camp out in Joshua chapter 1. And originally the Lord put this message in my heart before Easter this year. Just thought, you know, this, this is something that's been moving in me. The Lord gave me this, this direction actually for our senior group. But it's, it's been working in me for a moment. So if you'll, if you'll start, we're going to start at 1 Corinthians chapter 11. If you have the black book that just been passed out, it's page 956. And, and you're going to see that... This is going to be sort of off the wall at the beginning, but please understand, hang with me. So 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26 says this. For I pass on to you what I receive from the Lord himself. How many people want to hear from the Lord today? Amen. Oh, good. Here we are. Okay. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread, gave uh, thanks to it for God, thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes. Again, right? So that's usually something that we might teach on the time we're having communion. True? You've probably heard that over and over again if you've been around church at all. But the, the, the thing I want to focus in is why is the Lord directing us to remember the death of Jesus? Now, I'm not a morbid person. If you know me at all, that's just not where I live. Why do we honor the death of Jesus? We know that Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Absolutely. And the point, the thesis that I want to tell you today is there is no resurrection without death. So we are people, the Christian faith is truly the only faith that believes in resurrection. That is the distinctive. I don't believe in, a, in Jesus on a cross. I believe him removed from an empty tomb. That is the distinctive of our Christian faith. How many people believe that resurrection is the key? That's all? Seriously? How many people believe resurrection is the key? There you go. I want, I want unanimity on this. I, I don't lockstep on anything except resurrection is our Christian faith. But you can't have resurrection without death. Is that okay? You all right with that? Nobody's getting out of this world alive. Is that okay? Physically. I, I don't want to break any bubbles. I don't know your theology. Even if you believe in a rapture that you're going to go, the, the body dies. Is that okay? This body is gone. Okay. You have to have death in order to have resurrection. Not a hard concept. Hopefully it's something we've, 
We don't process it, right? We don't want to talk about death. Right? <laughs> check, out, check out Romans 8.11. I'm just going to read it to you. It says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's why this thing has to die, because the Spirit lives in us. That's the secret. True? Okay. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. It is not this body that's important. It's the spirit of Christ in me that's important. Again, amen? amen. Oh, we're getting there. Okay, here we go. All right, here, here's the thing. Ready? So I'm going to go to 1 Thessalonians um, 4, 13 to 14, page 999, if you have the black book. And, and this, is, this is something, frankly, if I was doing a memorial service, this is where this, I would say this, right? So we're, I need to talk about a memorial service. And now, dear brothers, um, and now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised for, to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. We are called children of the resurrection. <laughs> I have a question for you. This is a, this is a, you, 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 when was the first death? Well, on earth, the first death was, was Cain killing Abel. True? I want to submit to you that death in, in the spiritual sense is really the loss of something. Like many of you have gone through grieving for a lot of different reasons, but grieving really has a, a wider sense. When somebody passes away that you love, there's grief, right? But when, like my mother-in-law had, had uh, dementia, and for years before she actually passed away, we were grieving daily. Is that fair? You grieve losses. And I want to submit to you that the first real loss, ready, was when Jesus, the sovereign God, relinquished his position in heaven. He's God and he says, you know what, because I love these people, I'm going to remove myself from the heavenly position and he dies by going into a human body. Now, I know that, that that's not, I mean, it's scriptural, but I'm, I'm not putting my salvation on that point, right? That's just my opinion. But I want to tell you that loss is not new to God. Loss is not new to God because he is the God of resurrection. If I focus on what I'm losing, I can get wrapped up in all the physical stuff in this world. I can get worried or anxious. And listen, we don't grieve like the world grieves. If, I, if I'm worried about what I'm going to lose, I'm no different than those non-believers. Because my truth is, I am a child of resurrection. How are we doing? <laughs> oh, watch out. Okay. But I believe... I believe that we regularly, we regularly go through seasons and, and symptoms of death. We, we lose things. We lose people. We get used to the idea that, that this life is transitory. And it, became, it can be scary. It can be hurtful. I understand that. But God is training and is training us to focus on 
the resurrection that he's promised. First, uh, John chapter 1, uh, verse 14, I'll just read it. It says, so the word became human and was made, uh, made his home among us. He was full of, of unfailing love and fullness, or faithfulness. And we have seen his glory in the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So we, Jesus re- diminished himself, lost his position in the heavenlies for our benefit. A death, a loss. 1 Corinthians uh, 15.31 says, For I swear, dear brothers and sisters, I face death daily. This is Paul. I face death daily. This is as certain as my pride in in what Christ our Lord has done in you. What, and he goes on to say, what value is there if there isn't a resurrection? Paul speaks to us that death is a daily function. I've seen many people, many families just broken with a variety of reactions, but but we get shocked when somebody we love passes away. We do, we go... (gasps) I don't, especially if we expect them to live a certain age, which is really weird, right? We expect that everybody, like, I don't want to experience this. I have six kids. I would, I, I grieve, I hurt for people who have to bury their children. I just, I, and if you're that person, I, I hurt with you even now. But the truth of the matter is God trains his people to recognize that resurrection is the key. It's super it supersedes, it goes beyond death. I need to have that knowledge in me. Is that fair? Okay. All right, now let's start. <laughs> I want to talk today about a scenario. So that's all foundational stuff. I want to talk to you today about Joshua. I want to talk to you about, um, well, let, let me do this really first. Um, there are situations in our lives that perform death in us. So I just want to go through this. When we lose employment, if it affects our identity or responsibilities, there's a death that, that happens. When somebody moves, when, when your dear friend moves, right? Somebody, there's a loss. Uh, family friends grow or change or the needs change. Uh, children's move, move away from the home. There's an empty nest. There's caring for parents. There's physical and cognitive changes, right? Death happens in all sh- uh, shapes and sizes. So I, I, I'd like to move from there. If you can go to Deuteronomy chapter 31. This is page 174 in your book. So I just want to read Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8. And this is Moses speaking to Joshua now, so Moses, he's the main character, one of the main characters in the Old Testament. He's the guy that led the people of Israel from Egypt into the promi- or toward the promised land, right? God thought it was, uh, that he was close enough to, to bring him into his presence, turned his hair white, turned his face white, it glowed. He was all that in a bag of chips, right? He was the real deal. When he was about ready to die... God tells Moses to say this to Joshua, his understudy, his intern, right? So Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. He's talking about the two million people that are with him. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Then Moses called to Joshua. 
And all the Israelites watched. And he said, be strong and courageous, for you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to his ancestors he would give them. You and all who divide it among the, the giants of the land. Um, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Boy, does God seem to repeat himself. Moses hears from God, and then Moses repeats himself a couple times. Notice the, the tenor. Don't be afraid. God's with you. Don't be afraid. God's with you. Don't be afraid. God's with you. And can I tell you, that's really important. Joshua had been the understudy for Moses for years. For years. He had seen how God dealt with Moses, and Moses about, is about ready to die, and the, the message to Joshua is, don't be afraid, which means what? He was afraid. And don't and understand God's not going to abandon you, which means he probably thought God would abandon him, that this was a Moses thing. And as we go through transitions of life, which we will go through transitions of life, the sense is, <gasps> I don't know what I'm going to do. <gasps> I'm afraid. I'm all by myself. God's going to leave me. I, I'm, I'm not going to be skilled enough. I'm not going to be able to handle it. So I specifically want to talk to you, not just you who have aging parents or aging this or this situation. It, it really impacts all of us. We all go through this. So I'm going to camp in Joshua chapter 1. So this is page 181. So just flip a couple pages after Deuteronomy. I'm going to read verse 1 through 9, and then we'll go through it. Ready? So this is Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant... The Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you go, wherever you set your foot, you will be on land that I've given you. I'm going to skip verse 4. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you. As I was with Moses, I will not fail you or abandon you, right? Redundancy. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to the ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, Turn e turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command for you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or be discouraged. For the Lord your God will go, wherever, will go with you wherever you go, right? You getting the message here? <laughs> I mean, the word of God is like, bam, 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 right? Get with it, right? Watch what happens, right? So after the death of Moses, I'm just going to go through it like a Bible study. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, and said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, now then, 
Death is a reality in life. Loss is a, is a reality of life. Grieving is a reality of life. The, the question is, therefore, what then? What now? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do when things change? God has a solution for us. God is telling Joshua, death is not the end. Death is a beginning. Right? Death, Moses' death did not stop the plans of God. God is not dependent on man. Moses was a great leader and prophet. God can and does whatever he chooses. He chooses who he wants. Death is necessary for resurrection. Moses' death forces a resurrection inside of Joshua. Many crave and rely on structure and stability. How many people love structure and stability? We love, if you're an engineer, you should have both hands up, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, what you, that's who you are. We love that. We love to know what the answer is before we get the questions. God teaches us to hear and obey. That's what, that's what our promised land experience is, right? Learning to hear and obey God. So what is God telling us? From infancy, a child is nurtured and prepared to leave his home. Is that true? You raise a child what? So you kick him out. Hopefully. Deaths in one life lead to resurrection. They lead to res resurrection. And we're not to grieve like the world grieves because of that. Today's loss will lead to tomorrow's gain and growth. Notice the next part. He says, you and all these people. He says to Joshua, you and all these people are going to go. You're not doing this alone. This isn't how strong am I when, you know, I'm going through adversity. How, how can I make it through the, this personal loss? We're not designed to go through our grieving alone. That's why shared experience is really huge. Because when I'm up, I can help. I'm looking for people who need a hand. When I'm down, I'm looking for people who, who have a hand for me. We need that. Don't pretend you are strong enough by yourself. Joshua was told, you and all these people are going. You're not alone in this. We've been placed in the body of Christ. You know, some people say you don't need the church to be a Christian. And that's, I believe that to be the truth. You don't need it to be a Christian. You need it to grow as a Christian. You can, be, you can be, uh, become a, a follower of Christ by yourself, in your room, by your, you know, in, the, in the mountains. I don't really care. But to grow, you need to be part. Right? That isn't just me being, hey, I want members. No, you need to grow. And you need people around you to grow. Uh, you also have gifts and talents for the body. You have no idea how you fit with other people's needs or how they fit with you. Some of you are built-in encouragers. Some of you are built-in foundational people. Right? I love the fact that I'm sort of extra, extroverted. Sort of. And that scares some of you. Whoa. <laughs> But, but the thing is, do I have all the goods and services? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All I know is that God has changed me over.
Thank you, Jesus. And I want to tell you that I know God wants to use you because you're breathing. That's just the evidence, right? If you're breathing, God wants to use you. Be part of the body because God's put you as part of the body. He says, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to you, the Israelites. You know, one of the things that we focus in losses is we, we focus on what we've lost. And God says, listen, I need for you to focus on what you're about to do. I need, I need you to realize that you're going across a river to rule, to take authority over. I get the fact that there's a stop there. If somebody passes, there's a stop in your life and you go, <gasps> and God is the one of resurrection that says, but look at the next stop, right? You have a plan. And, and I want to tell you just, just some plans. Never stop learning. Never think that a stop in one thing means, oh, you know, I'm going to give up and I'm just going to sit on the benches and I'm, I'm, I'm done. Because the enemy would want to discourage you. The enemy wants to take loss and say, get off the field. That is his plan. And I, I just rebuke that, <laughs> frankly, because God is a God of resurrection, which he takes changes and he says, I have a plan for you and I will equip you and I will be with you and I will encourage you. Don't compare yourself with others. Your grief, your struggle, your resurrection is different than mine. The power of the resurrection is the same. But how God moves us from one stage to the other is different. Your kids aren't my kids. Thank God. Never quit. The enemy wants you to quit. If you want to know the big strategy, it says, do not be unaware of the schemes of the enemy. You know, the, the, the enemy doesn't want to fight me directly. You know, not because I'm strong, but when he sees who's my backing, if I'm strong in the Lord, the enemy doesn't come at me because I'm going to pray and, and, and he's going to be defeated. You know what he wants to do? He wants to discourage me, so I stop walking. He wants to take me away from obedience to God. Isn't that true? I'm the only one that's feeling that way, man. I, I need to, oh God, help me. <laughs> you always need to be prepared for the next assignment. There's always a next assignment. Why? <sighs> yes, I'm breathing. Going through the Jordan River, crossing the Jordan River, is a symbol of being anointed by the Holy Spirit to accomplish. Going through a river is an anointing. Right? So you're going through the Jordan River, anointed to accomplish the next step. This is where I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, actually fits. God equips me to do what he asks me to do. C.S. Lewis says it this way, it's the earth and you will miss heaven. If I'm focused on my grief or my, my struggle, if I'm aiming at the things that I'm going through right now, I'm going to miss heaven. But if I aim at heaven, thrown in. If I'm focusing on what God's asking me to do, all these other things will take care of itself. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be taken care of. Verse 7. Be, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. 
Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. What, do I think, did I go backwards? No, I'm good, okay. <laughs> Study the book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night, so that you will be sure to obey everything written on it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Listen, obedience is precise and easy to fulfill. Now, I'm gonna tell you, I, I think a lot of people think obeying God is really hard. And, and I, I get the fact, you know, love the Lord your God with all my heart, all my, I mean, I, I don't even know what all that means. But on the day-to-day when God tells me to love my neighbor, it's not like, oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I really sort of do know what it means. Don't be a jerk, right? Right? Uh, you know, I, I really do know what it means not to want my neighbor's wife. I, I, I don't think I, I, I don't have to, you know. It's, it's like, it's, I, I, think, I think sometimes we take obedience, even in, in the power of the resurrection, we take them like, oh, I, I can't do it. But, but notice he says, you need, in order for you to be successful, actually, this is, this is actually the prosperity gospel, by the way, the true prosperity gospel. So it's right here. If you want to be prosperous in the Lord, obey him. <laughs> obey him. Obey, how do, I, how do I know what God wants? Well, you read the book. You, you read the word. You, you pray, you ask God to show you, and, and you're around people who have, the, the, you're around the body of Christ who leads you and helps you in obedience to Christ. Is that true? Three, three things. The word of God Prayer and the, the people of God, those are three gifts for us, right? It says obedience is precise. Obedience is not something to be afraid of. It's a built skill. It's like driving or cooking or working with your hands or accounting. How many people know that when you first become a parent, you don't know what you're doing? I know some, people, some of you think it never changes. But, but, and there is a sense to that because your children are changing, your children, but, but you know what? I love it when people come to me and say, you know what, I don't know what to do with my two-year-old. I go, it'll pass. I, I, I don't know what to do with my teenager. It'll pass, right? It's the same answer, right? They'll get over it. They'll get over it. I mean, if you've raised children, if you're a veteran like me, you go, you know what? At the end of the day, you know, Teach them how to be an example of how to be an, an adult, and they'll probably turn up a lot like you. But if you're a jerk, they're probably going to be a jerk just like you. That's not rocket science. Obedience is learned and practiced. Obedience is not a mystery. The Bible teaches us how to obey. Jesus promised us that the Holy Spirit would lead us into obedience. So a lot of times I like to say, well, you know, I just didn't know what I was doing. And then I'm just calling God a liar. You know, you used to love me, now you don't. I know. Um, obedience leads to God's blessing. The key to prosperity, pr- prosperity is through blessing, or through, excuse me, the key to prosperity is through obedience. Right? A lot of, you know, I know there's prosperity gospel out there that says God's, 
you know, required to give me everything I need and bless me and make me rich and make me continually healed and all that. I get that. That's baloney, by the way. Right? The scriptures, the scripture themselves call them out. If I believed in the true prosperity gospel as it's taught, then I would be shocked that the, that the disciple James was killed or Stephen was killed. How would the God of all prosperity allow his people to be killed? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't jive. The truth of the gospel is Jesus. <laughs> that's convenient. He says, in this world you'll have trials and tribulations. Well, that doesn't sound prosperity. But no, he says, Jesus, words of Jesus, red letter. In this world, you will have trials and tribulations, but, excuse my language, be of good cheer. Because why? Because I've overcome that world. Why? Because the power of the resurrection takes us, for, takes us from death and leads us to life. Death to life, power of resurrection. That is why we're called children of the resurrection. I hope to. I'll get it right once. <laughs> be strong and courageous. Again, seven or eight times he says, be strong, courageous, be strong, courageous. Because I'm weak and fearful, weak and fearful. <laughs> strong and courageous. God, help me. Ready? God's presence brings peace. He says, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you. Do you know that that is one of the huge distinctions inside of our Christian faith? The Jews blew people away when, when they went through the promised land because the people around them says, your God is with you. Our God is this rock. Our God is this, this pole. Your God is with you. He camps in your midst. Do you know that the spirit of God is in you? If you profess Jesus Christ, if Christ is in, if, if, you, if you're a, a born-again believer, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Do you know that scares the world? Yeah. And it petrifies the enemy. And it's designed to bring peace. The kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but righteousness, right relationship with God, Peace that passes understanding, not the circumstance, just, I don't care what the circumstance, he's with me. And joy in the Holy Spirit, because I, I know what he saved me from. Okay, I'm almost done. God's presence brings peace. With God, because Jesus has reconciled us to the Father, in circumstances, because every battle belongs to the Lord. God's presence brings courage because God is directing our steps instead of myself. God's presence is a promise for those who put their trust in him. I hope I didn't skip anything. I might have. Who knows? Hopefully you've got the message. We go through death grieving. God ordained it. This body will die. Things will change. Things will be out of my control. The promise to his people is because he is with us. We don't need to grieve like the world grieves. And we can put our trust that he's with us in order to bring peace, joy, his presence. Is that fair? Okay. If you got that message, you can go home. If not, we have to remedial class in the other room. 
All right, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for us. Am I early? Holy smokes, who am I? Okay, <laughs> gosh, I must have, I must have forgot a page or two. But the, let me go back to my notes. I think I got it all. Heavenly Father, first of all, we thank you that you're a God. Not, not you. The, the death does not stop you. Loss does not stop you. Change does not stop you. You're not withheld. There, there's no other control. You, you go beyond death. The, our message of hope is that you take death and kick it in the head. Death is defeated. We live as people understanding the resurrection, the power of the resurrection. And the same power of the resurrection will, will lift our mortal bodies. So today we yield to you. We are so desperately requiring you to change the way we think, to change the way we speak, to change the way we act, that we would give you glory and honor. Let us be people that don't just talk about the death of Jesus or the resurrection of Jesus, but we understand that we are part of the resurrection of Jesus. Today we give you glory and honor. Be with us, Lord. Let your power be upon us. Let us speak words of encouragement one to another. And let us truly operate as your body. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. I have a couple of announcements. Yeah, go figure. I need water first. <laughs> I talked a lot. First of all, uh, Mitch has asked me to remind you that if you are planning to go to the women's re retreat, when's the women's retreat? This September 16th. If you need a ride or you are able to be a driver, they're looking for people to sign up. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet out in the, on a table in the foyer. How'd I do? Pretty good? Not bad. Secondly, I want to announce that a couple months, like four, five, six months ago, I became the seniors pastor, and we have an event happening September uh, 8th. It's a Thursday. We're going to have a, a trip to Apple Hill, but you have to be a little bit on the uh, senior side in order to get on the bus. No, no. Uh, so bottom line, we have some, we have some flyers. Uh, if you're interested, it's a Thursday. We're going to leave here about 10 o'clock, be here a little bit before 9.30-ish, we have some uh, vans we're going to uh, offer, and then other people are going to drive up there. But there's a flyer. If you're interested in going to Apple Hill, it's, it's a, just a time to just enjoy um, the beautiful air. Uh, bring your own lunch or buy food up there. We, High Hill is where we're going to go. It's nice. Uh, t the terrain is uh, paved and such like that. Is that a fair deal? So if you have questions, call me or, or Trish, and we'll answer them for you. Any other announcements? Okay, dismissed.